Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. What's this, Chill Cow? This sounds like the YouTube lo-fi beats. <laughs> okay. It didn't sound like... I guess it is. Maybe this is a karaoke version. Yeah, Dr. Dre, the message. Keith McPherson on the fan. Last hour I've got. Uh, talk to people online as usual during the show. Shout out to Robert Owens. He's like, the sports guys need to drop some breaking news. Maybe MLB or cough the Yankees. I don't know, NFL before you go off the air. I'm like, that'd be... Too much to ask for me to get some breaking news before I go off the air for the year. I'm sure I'll be on in the new year and something will break and something will happen. Uh, I was on when DeGrom got traded. Well, not traded. What am I talking about? I was on when DeGrom signed with the Rangers. Imagine they traded him to the Rangers. (laughs) Be a whole different vibe, a whole different seed. I definitely was on for some other... uh, I mean, I was on last year. Not last year. It feels like last year. It will be in two days. But I was on when uh, Scherzer got signed and Canna and Escobar and Marte. It was like, oh, here come the make it happen Mets. That's a highlight from this year. You know, I never watched the Mets. I never watched SNY. I'm a Yankees fan. But obviously coming into the radio, you got to be able to talk about both New York teams. So the, the make it happen Mets, these are my Mets. Moneybag Co., Steve Cohen, these are my Mets. I don't know the Wilpon Mets. And speaking of the Wilpons... They better go ahead and pay Keith Hernandez. What's that like? Okay, I'm not even going to say what's that all about. I'm going to say maybe it's uh, taking some time because we're in this holiday week in between. But whatever that guy asked for, you pay him. Didn't didn't we just all enjoy Keith Hernandez Day? I'm not even a Mets fan. I love the presentation of Keith Hernandez Day on TV this year. This year I stepped into the Mets world. This year I met a bunch of Mets fans. Some... I wish we never met. That's a joke. Wish we never met Mets fans. <laughs> the Mets fans online, the ones that hide, I mean. I uh, It took me a while. That's something I learned this year. I'm like, you know, the radio, you guys hear me, and I can't see all of you. You don't know who you're going to reach. Uh, you don't know who's, you know, feeling any kind of way. There's people that love you, that pe- people that hate you, but you got to eventually just get to a point where you block it out and you just focus on the show and, uh, what you bring to the table and, you know, just come in with the right energy and get off of social media. And uh, I, I was able to separate that. And, uh, you know, I didn't know coming into the radio. I'd never been on the radio before. I didn't know what to expect this year. I'm like, man, why? I'm a social media guy. So I'm like opening up Twitter and Instagram. I'm like, why am I getting these like hateful DMs? <laughs> why am I getting all these negative tweets every time I tweet? But it comes with the territory. Um, I ended up getting verified this year on Instagram and Twitter. I don't even know the math on the numbers. Like, I think I have 10,000 followers on Instagram now and almost 30,000 on Twitter. I don't think I was halfway there when this all started. I had a couple followers, but not like this. The radio is powerful. WFAN is the most powerful. New York City, super powerful. And, uh, what a blessed opportunity for me to go from making podcasts and YouTube live streams and, 
you know, building my Twitter and Instagram up to the main stage and, uh, you know, being a part of the WFAN fraternity. I learned a ton this year. I learned about, you know, even doing radio shows a couple nights ago. We had some people calling in about my first show, and I always cringe thinking back, thinking back to the, the first night because I was so scared. I was just nervous. I remember uh, the architect, shout out to Chris, telling me to go outside and look at the Empire State Building before I go on and think about, like, all the people that I'm going to reach across New York. I, I kind of wish I didn't do that. Because, <laughs> like, when you go down the street and you look at the Empire State Building, it hits you in a different way. Like, yo, this is New York. Like, if I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. So for me, man, I, I could have uh, I could have completely dropped the ball this year. It could have went a lot of different ways, but it was fun. Um, different takes. My, my take of the year was that the Subway Series didn't matter. And that was pretty much spot on. That was pretty much correct. Uh, Sal Licata calling in that night. And I went to the games. And like, I... The thing for me, I'll never forget. I'm walking, I'm in City Field, I'm all the way up on like, I think City Field has like a 400 or like a 500 level. I never really go there. But I just, you know, I bop around the stadium. I, I, I watched the first game pretty much on the bridge, but I remember they pinch hit for Joey Gallo and then Edwin Diaz comes in and I hear Edwin Diaz's music and I'm out. I'm like, that, all right, don't need to see anything else here. Uh, clearly, the Yankees don't care about this game. Why should I care? And I think I was on that night and had to drive from Queens to Tribeca, so I started to beat the traffic. But I'm like, why would they pinch hit Joey Gallo there? Why would they do that? Man, and that game started off with with a Judge Rizzo homers. I, I thought we had it, but, you know, all in all, it didn't matter. I remember when I came on, I'm like, the Yankees treated this like spring training, like exhibition, and Sal called it. You mean to tell me? I'm like, yeah, bro, like, what do you like? Did you watch the games? I understand for you, that was big. For Mets fans to have the Yankees come to City Field and get beat twice like that in the first year of the Make It Happen Mets, great. But for me as a Yankees fan, it was no sweat off my back. A couple games in June or July that ultimately did not matter. I guess if the Yankees took one, they would have had 100 wins. And I guess if the Mets would have taken one of the games in the Bronx. They would have won a division. So they both ended up in the same spot, which is no, they didn't. No, losers. don't do that. Both don't, ended up losers. Don't do that. It's the end of the year. They both ended up losers. They don't, both but don't up... say the same spot. Don't say the same. Well, they both didn't win. <laughs> they both didn't win. The same spot. The Yankees won their division. They both. Well, it doesn't matter. The Yankees were in the Final Four. But the, your the Yankees World advanced through the first round. Beat, they were in. You couldn't beat the Astros, which is all you cared couldn't about. Couldn't beat them in the regular season. Could all you all. And that's why it's weird with the Yankee fans. I almost think next year, if you guys beat the Astros and like lose in the World Series, I think you're going to be okay with that. Nah, never going to be okay with losing in the World Series. Mets fans are okay with losing in the World Series. No, they have, still we refer to, we have to, get to there. that 2015 See, we, we World gotta get Series. There. We got to get to the World <laughs> Series. That's the difference is that we never get there. Crosstown crossover, a fun rivalry. Subway Series in the uh, Fall Classic, we all touched the money too much. Let's not do that this year. Let's not assume that the Mets and Yankees are making the World Series. We just got to hope one gets there. It's been too long. It's been too long. I'm talking about the Nets possibly bringing a championship back and a parade for the Nets. <laughs> a parade for the Nets would probably be like one... 50th of what a Yankees World Series parade would be or what a Mets World Series parade would be. 
I made the stupid mistake of going to class and going to football practice and being a responsible young man when the Yankees won the World Series and they had the parade. I'll never forget that. I should have got on that train from Long Branch to New York Penn Station and just said, whatever, coach. Sorry, professors. You know where I was. I'm the kid that walks around campus with a Yankees hat on, a Yankees book bag, Yankees jacket. Like, I'm obviously at the parade. But I think I just had too many. I had too many strikes. I had too many mispractices and missed classes. I couldn't go. And I also took it for granted. I'm like, the Yankees are going to win another World Series. I'm like, you know, when I'm when I graduate in a couple years and I'm working in New York, it'll be easier for me to go to the World Series parade. Thirteen years later, <laughs> there's no parade, <laughs> no no World Series. Haven't gotten back to one. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Maybe it all. Uh, lines up for the Yankees or the Mets to get back to the World Series this year. And it's going to be a fun time on the fan talking about it. I can't wait. Spring training will be here before we know it. All right, let's get back to these calls. I've got about 45 minutes left. It is going to smoke by. Zach is in Cranford, New Jersey. Zach, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Uh, big fan of the show. I just came here to – big fan of the NBA, too. Just came here to ask you – who do you think will win the NBA championship this year? I don't think it'll be the Warriors. I don't want it to be the Warriors. I don't think it's going to be the Suns. I think it's between out of the West. I like what the Pelicans are doing. I just don't think they have the experience to be there. I think it's going to be between the Grizzlies and maybe the Nuggets this year because they've been trending that way and uh, they've been they've been hurt in the past years. I like I like the Nug- the Nuggets and the Grizzlies as potential teams out of the West. And then in the East, it's uh, between the, the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets right now. But there's, you know, there's so many more games to go. It's an 82-game season. We're like 36 games in. Um, if I had to bet on it, though, you know, just to throw it out there, give me the matchup I would like. I would love to see uh, the Brooklyn Nets take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant. And Desmond Bain versus Katie and Kyrie, I think that'd be a cool matchup. And two teams that haven't been in it, right? Memphis and and the Nets getting in it. I think that'll be different. People haven't seen that in a while. The Celtics were in it last year. The Bucks won it two years ago. Um, or maybe the Pelicans even. What 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 team do you root for? And how old are you? Oh, he's not there anymore. Well, he's young. He just came in, dropped the question, and uh Went to bed, you know, school night. Just kidding. It's Friday night. It's 9.15. Shout out to the young boys that call in, that listen to the fan, and that are NBA fans. See, I, I said before, I don't think people older than me or even my age realize, like, these young kids love the NBA. They watch the NBA. They want to be Steph. They want to be Luka. They want to be Giannis. They want to be KD. They want to be, you know, these guys that they see play basketball. And they they care about the finals. I care about the finals, too. Who do I think is in the finals this year? Give me uh, give me Memphis versus Brooklyn. That'd be ideal. I'd like to see that matchup. But if not Memphis versus Brooklyn, I'd like to see maybe the Nuggets versus Boston or the Bucks. Nah, I don't want to see the I don't want to see the Celtics or the Bucks get back to the finals. I want some new blood in there. Give me a new team. That's why I think Brooklyn getting there would be awesome. Uh, out of the East. You know, even though I hate the Sixers, I feel bad for Embiid. Maybe Embiid climbs the MVP ladder and finally wins the MVP. They can't give it to Jokic for a third year. Um, but I don't think I don't think Philly deserves it. I don't I think Philly's got a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. It would be crazy to see Philly go to the World Series, 
Super Bowl and Finals. They have a shot. I hate to say it, but Philadelphia's got good teams. All right, moving it on. Um, what was that young man's name? Zach? Zach, hit, hit me on Instagram or Twitter, bro. Uh, let me know what team you, you rep and how old you are. That's another thing about the internet, bringing the you know internet to the radio. Someone like me, who was on the internet creating content for years and then brought uh, you know everything I did to the radio, brought my personality, my style, my sports knowledge to the radio, I feel like I've brought also some young kids that are you know, on Twitter, on Instagram that follow me. And uh, also people from different states and different parts of the country with the Odyssey app. I put that link out on my Instagram and Twitter every time I go on air. So there could be someone following me from Florida, from Mexico, from Oregon, from South Carolina. We've had people call in from outside of New York, and I think that's cool too. You know, I, I look at WFAN as the leader in sports talk. I look at New York City Radio as Market One, the mecca, the top uh, sports radio in the country. So why not have other states and other cities calling in to talk to me standing here in uh, Tribeca? All right, moving the show along because, like I said, there's not that much time left, and I've got a bunch of calls. In Nutley, New Jersey, Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how are you tonight? I'm great. Happy to be here, closing out a strong year, and uh, just blessing the fan with one more show before I go. Okay, well, Happy New Year. I hope you have a very prosperous year, and I know you're still a young man, but uh, I'm one of the old guys you were talking about. Uh, I've been a Net fan for quite some time. I've been a Kyrie Irving fan since he was in high school. So uh, what happened this year was whatever he did, I you know that's, that's sad, but... Uh, Hopefully they get that straightened out. But it's, I love watching him play. And uh, I've been going to the Nets games in Brooklyn, in Long Island, and in Jersey. Good. And uh, you, you were talking about the Nets earlier, and uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Hey, shout out to you, and shout out to the Nets fans that have followed them from multiple moves, right? I remember when I was young and they moved out of New Jersey, I was crushed. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was cool. I love Jay-Z's music, but I was mad at Jay-Z for taking the team to BK and uh yeah I know there's a you know a lot of older fans that have seen them play in Brendan Byrne Arena and uh they were even in T-Neck at the Armory for a little while and also in Long Island so yeah shout out to you guys as well but there's another thing I wanted to tell you I got a chance a few weeks ago to meet Anthony Volk yeah I got to meet him this year too tell me about that all right he looks like a very nice young man yeah, he's solid. Uh, he, he's but, just he, he's humble. He's well spoken. Yes. Um, he seems like he's just he's just well put together. And I got to meet his parents this year as well. Shout out to Andrew Levy, who yes. I spoke on earlier uh, in his suite at Yankee Stadium. I got to meet Volpe at, at Yankee Stadium in his suite as well as his parents. And it just made me even more pumped up for the future because I know this kid comes from yeah. good good people and he's good people. And I'm just rooting for him to be one of the next great Yankees. Yeah. Well, you was talking before about Parasa and I getting a shot. I'm looking forward to those kids uh, giving us a few good years down the road. Yeah, hopefully it starts All right, this I know year. you got a lot of people to talk to. I'll get to you again after next year, and we'll uh, talk again. But uh, good luck and have a great year. Happy New Year, Mike. Thanks for the call. No problem, man. All right. I'm like, I'm having, Paul, I'm having. Um, I can tell. You, you can see. I'm having, I can tell. I dropped it from here. I'm having problems with the screen. Now I've got this, like, yellow screen up. Oh, boy. Call short list. I got it. 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 
that's the thing about me. I don't know how to use any of this stuff. I don't I I didn't come in the WFAN learning how to like board up or how to <laughs> I am just up here hosting and talking and taking calls. One one false move and the whole screen is off. So let me take this last break here. This is not the last break. <laughs> this is probably the second to last break I got. Let's break it down and when we come back, we'll keep going through your calls. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, yo. Right back into it. Quick break is over. Keith McPherson on the fan for another half hour. Devils up 3-2. Hopefully they hold on. I was going through my phone to try and uh, find some highlights from this year uh, for WFAN, for sports. I mean, for me, this year was crazy. I got to meet, like, so many people that I admire in sports, in radio, in television. uh, And obviously a lot of that. Is from WFAN. Like I got to meet John Sterling and Susan Waldman and work with them, right? I got to go to spring training and be on the broadcast with John and Susan and actually sit in between John and Susan. Uh, I just did a podcast where I told someone, I'm like, like there's been so many times this year that I had to like hold myself back from like crying tears of joy. <laughs> there's so many times where I'm just like, this is a wild reality. I can't believe that I'm doing this. And that was one of them. And John and Susan are great. If you think they're great, they're greater than you actually think. And for me as a Yankees fan, growing up listening to them, you know, uh, getting to live the dream of actually being on the call with them and then them being gracious enough to allow me to be a part of, you know, the pregame and we kind of brainstormed that and I came up with the tell me something cool and we ran it by John and John liked it and, you know, when John puts his uh, pizzazz on it, he made it everything. Like, you know, coming up next, we're going to talk to fanalist Keith McPherson. Hey, Keith, tell me something cool. I'm like, yo, I was there so many times that I would hear that and, like, almost drive off the side of the road. Like, yo, this is awesome. And, uh, I mean, we had a bunch of moments, man. Shout out to Brooklyn Nets Radio, the Capper and Carino as well. I jumped on their broadcast from Barclays Center at halftime a bunch of times. There were games that I did, uh, you know, my little quick hit at Barclays Center before a Nets game, which was wild for me as well. I, I'm in the arena with a headset on, being credentialed media for the, the Yankees and the Nets through WFAN, uh, two of my favorite teams. Amazing. The the the, uh, the DJ's summer kickoff that we did, the weather wasn't great. Hopefully we do it again in 2023 and we get better weather. But, like, that was a full circle moment for me. I'm from Monmouth County. My mom... Uh, her house up the hill in Neptune was like a nine-minute ride from DJs. I used to take Lyft Uber rides to and from uh, DJs in my my mom's crib back in the day. So to be on stage there with Craig and Evan and uh, be able to mix it up with everybody out there, that was a movie. And I'm looking forward to more movies, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of WFAN and this fraternity and have connected with so many listeners and callers and people online that – enjoy sports and enjoy talk radio. I just know that there's like, you know, so much more coming this year and 
I'm excited for it. So thank you guys. I'll keep thinking of other things that popped up. I was scrolling back in my phone like, man, so much happens in a year that you just forget about. Even the uh, the draft party we did at the FanDuel Sportsbook with all of us, with Sal, with Kim Jones, with Gio, with BT, Evan, me. Uh, I'm probably forgetting somebody else that was there, but a bunch of fans came out to that. And we were trying to figure out who each team was going to draft. And we were calling some of them. And, you know, it was a big draft for the Giants and the Jets. And I feel like they hit on those picks. And I remember being on and they're saying, you know, who's going to be the first quarterback taken? Where is he going to go? I'm like, Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. It's already been written. Like years ago, I was saying the Steelers got to draft Kenny Pickett. But back then I was thinking Kenny would be like a third round pick. Nah, he shot up, went back to school for his senior year. And uh, that's full circle, too. You know, no coincidence. Kenny gets drafted this year. I get on WFAN this year. I know there's people in Ocean Township, New Jersey, that are super proud of both of us. Like, we both put on this year. And it's a blessing. It's it's uh, it's great. It's, it's all God's plan. God's plan is greater than our own. We just got to walk into it and uh, believe. And that's all I did this year. So thanks to everybody listening. Let's keep rolling. Let's uh, get back to the phones. Paulie, I thought you were about to say something. You put the headphones on and had the mic in front of you. If you got something, go go for it. Nope, he's good. He's good. My guy, Rick in Tampa. <laughs> What's Yo. up, Ricky? Peace. What's up, buddy? Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You know, you met me last year, too. You know. Yeah, so, hey, when I came down to spring training and I met yeah. John and Susan, I also went and stopped by yeah. your spot to meet you and see yeah. you, and it was great, and you were gracious, and I appreciate yeah. the hospitality as yeah. well. Yes, yes, it was a great meeting as well. So what's up, buddy? Hey, listen, all right, this is the end of the year. I got a couple of quick things for you. First of all, um, Knicks aren't going anywhere with Josh Randall, so <laughs> let me, uh, Julius Randall. So that's the, that's the first thing I want to say right off the bat. And uh, let me say about Ellsbury, you were just talking about him. Uh, he can go in the Hall of Fame as a Yankee since we're still paying him, I think, right? He's still on our uh, pen. Nah, he, he's, so, he's in the Hall uh, of Shame. Fun. He's in yeah, and the Yankees Hall of Shame. And, you know, he said Pele, and, and growing up in Jersey, uh, he, you know, first of all, anybody who's known by one name, you got to give, a, you know, all-time credit to for that. But, you know, how, how hard they tried to get soccer in the United States. And, you know, when he was playing in the Meadowlands in 77 and stuff, you know, we can never get a hold of soccer. We never will. But I do remember Pele a lot from the movie Victory when he was a POW with Stallone. If that was if you want to watch Pele uh, on the big screen, he was in that too. So uh, that, I'll always remember him for that because I was never much of a soccer guy. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, he was a great, great soccer player. Um, First, your your next, you know what, the the parade will be like a Cyclones parade, so that's all I want to hear about the Nets. <laughs> <If they, laughs> Brooklyn Cyclones, they might have more yeah, fans Brooklyn than the Brooklyn Cyclones. Nets. No way, yes, dude. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Everybody's going to come out for, for a Nets no, championship no, parade no, no, no. because it's New York. They might not be wearing Nets yeah. apparel, but that's fine. The, the, yeah. all, all 10 of yeah. us Nets fans will be in a group together. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, and everybody off the street. And uh, two other things. One, uh, real quick. Uh, Hicks is not coming. Listen, he's catching uh, when he caught that ball in Minnesota. He made that diving catch, and the home run I saw, and I think you were there in Houston's game of the summer, that uh, that game tying or three run home run. That's it for him. He's done. I don't want to see him anymore. The um, and the other thing, I got to bring this up. I know I hate I hate to talk football with you because you're a Cowboys fan, and I really got nothing with you with that because I'm a Giants fan, but. But I remember three, four weeks ago, you sat there on that, sat there behind that mic, calling the Jets and Giants seasons as over. 
Yeah. As over. You did. Didn't believe in him. Made the mistake yep. of lumping the Jets and Giants together. I said that. I came on. I'm like, you know what? We make that mistake yep. too much. Yes, you did. The Giants and, and the Jets, Jets have nothing to do with each other. They had different team. odds, and the Jets are yeah. probably out. The Giants are probably in. Yeah, and when we do get in, I get that little bit of rest. And, oh, gosh, I hope if you guys maybe, I don't think you you could win a game, the Cowboys. Could they win maybe one game? I doubt it. But it would be nice to play you again. In the playoffs. Yeah, not okay. this year. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, have a happy new year, bro. I want to talk to you on the other side, man. Thanks for the call, Rick. Rick is a good guy. Rick is a supportive guy that, you know, calls a fan. But uh, when he connected with me, he reached out on Twitter. And I went down there and visited him. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the support. You know, there's so many callers and people that listen to WFAN. It's, it's literally like a big family. Um, and shout out to the people, and I always try and do this. Shout out to the people that don't call. Shout out to the people that listen faithfully, but they're not on Twitter. There is a whole community of WFAN fans and listeners that they they're not trying to be involved. They're not trying to connect. They're just trying to take in uh, the program. They're just trying to listen uh, all day or whenever they can to different shows and, and what we all bring to the table. And, and that's what keeps this thing rolling. That's what keeps this thing going. As we keep rolling and going, here's another fan favorite, a caller, a regular, Harvey, out in Dix Hills. What's up, Harvey? Hi, how are you, Keith? Uh, I think when I first started calling with you, I, I, I felt that what you bring to the table is not only your enthusiasm for sports, but respect for callers, of which I am one for a long time, 25 yeah. years. And uh, it's it's a credit to your upbringing. That's all I can say about yeah, that. Yeah, I was raised to have respect for everyone. No, you know, I'm not better than anybody. No one's better than anybody. And if you're calling my show, you took time out of your day to listen to my show, to dial the number, and try and be a part of my show. So I'm not going to disrespect you unless you disrespect me. And for the most part, nobody calling calls up to disrespect the host. So there's no reason for the host to be disrespectful. But you know it exists, and it's a real credit to your upbringing. I do. It really is. And that's something that I came in, and I was like, I'm not going to be like that, you know, because I don't know everything. I'm not going to try and act like a know-it-all and act like I know better than someone, even when I do. If I know something that you don't, I'll use that as an opportunity to educate or tell you. There's been plenty of times. We had a caller last week that was like, how come the Jets didn't get Baker Mayfield? And I had to explain to him, I'm like, they couldn't get... Baker Mayfield, right? When he went through waivers, the Rams got him. He's like, well, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. How'd they get him? I'm like, it doesn't work like that. It's about their records right now. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I have an opportunity to teach or educate, you know, I'm doing that. There's young kids listening to you set an example for them. And uh, there's, there's people like yourself, Harvey, that have been calling the fan for longer than I've been listening or I've been on. So you got to just have a certain level of respect for everyone you talk to. And what I enjoy is talking sports with you because I try to learn, and especially football. You play football. I play football. And football is a one sport where you you continue to learn. It's complicated. It takes reading, which I do. Uh, and I want to feed off the call we had together. I try to game plan the game. I'm a Giant fan, so I try to game plan every week. I'm Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. And the essence of what we talked about last week because I feel that the Giants can do better than they than they have, and the reason is is that I don't I didn't think they're a balanced team. I'm just concentrating on offense. It's not a balanced offense. They need deep passes. They need medium passes. They need short passes. A running game, and uh, I don't think the offensive line is as bad as everybody thinks it is. So because they are all the units are complementary in in short. Uh, so feeding from last week. 
you and I talked, and we and I noticed that they opened up their offense a little bit. They started mm-hmm. passing right from the right from the get go, and they scored twenty four points. And I and I, my question to you is is that uh, I don't know what they're going to do for the Colts. They should beat the Colts. Okay, this is a very important game. Now what and the uh, things about offense and defense is the essence of surprise. You know what are they going to bring to the table? Uh, are they going to use different things for this game? And that's that's what I look for at the beginning. Uh, my opinion is is that they need to continue what they did in the last game, which is is uh, use the receivers you have. You're not going to have you're not going to have uh, a new any draft choices right now. So you you have to. Uh, Eddie Robinson, one of the coaches for Grambling State, once said, "You got you know you either get different a better player or you make them better." So I think mm-hmm. the Giants need to make some of their plays better. And uh, and what and how do I think they're going to get better? Continue passing the ball, uh, continuing to stretch the defenses out and have that element of surprise and use other things. For example, they can use tight ends more. They can use crossing routes more and other things that I figure, and even a fullback, because I've been a big advocate of fullbacks for years, even though it's gone out of fashion. What's your opinion? What do, what do you think the Giants should do? Yeah, so looking at the Giants last week, and, and I always say in the NFL, it is week to week, right? It is a game plan for the opponent. And the week before, you got to kind of get that out of your head. It doesn't matter. And that, that goes for fans, too, with gambling and, and uh, what you expect. So when they started a game plan for the Vikings, the Vikings have a low-ranked pass defense. They knew they could potentially exploit their pass defense, and they did. Absolutely. They were throwing down I the field. Too, yeah. And so once you hit on those, that builds confidence, right? You hit Richie James down the field or you hit Isaiah Hodgins down the field. Well, now that you did that, you've opened the playbook. Now that you've did that, that should build some confidence and make you feel like you can do that again. So don't go back to being safe or playing it safe for, you know, a conservative offense. It's late in the season. It's now or never. I understand in the beginning of the year, they didn't want Daniel Jones to turn over the ball. They tried to simplify it for him. New coach, new system, first year, all of that. But, but here we are now. This is the end, right? So you got to go for it. And and I know they have a coach that will go for it. We saw that in week one when he went for two points to win the game with Saquon Barkley. Now you're – this is playoffs the rest of the way out. You're, you're, you're dealing with a, a team that doesn't have a superstar at receiver. Um, that doesn't matter anymore. You got to throw all that out. And I think they, they will. That's all talk for us. I think they're going to keep trying to stretch the field with Richie James or Isaiah Hodgins going to their tight ends. And like you said earlier, like all of that stuff complements each other. That opens up the run game. That keeps the defense on their heel, on their heels. Perfect uh, time to experiment or try some new plays or, or try to push the ball down the field more against the Colts this weekend. It's going to be Can good Can I ask weather. you a question, Keith, before home. you go? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we were tackling and wide receiver technique. Maybe I'm wrong, God, because I try to watch these things. You know, you know that when you catch a ball, because I, I was a wide receiver, we were taught right from seventh grade to catch the ball with your hands, like a funnel, and keep your hands together and bring it into your body, not take your body to cradle the ball. I see so many wide receivers don't follow the technique I was taught, number one. And in tackling, we were taught to tackle low, not bump the chest and go for the ball. What, what do you think? Because you're, yeah. you're obviously more recent Sometimes these guys get to the NFL and they get away from – you know, mechanics and technique and fundamentals, maybe they're not practicing them. And then also in the heat of the moment, I can't speak to this. I can't relate to being in a stadium with 70,000 fans yelling and screaming and you just, you know, right. get away from what you're supposed to do. But you're 100% correct. You you hate to see guys like 
let the ball hit their chest. Like Galladay's an example. This guy catches a ball with his chest. Yeah, he's completely lost. I don't know what he does in practice, if anything. And then even with tackling, the NFL has taken out the helmet-to-helmet hits, and they're trying to make it safer. These guys have to uh, tackle the right way. And you see some form tackles. You see some textbook tackles. But for the most part, they're just trying to get guys down. And you'll get flagged for a horse collar or a face mask or whatever. But, yeah, they're just pros, and they get to the highest level, and sometimes they lose the fundamentals. They lose the uh, stuff we learned from Pop Warner to high school to college. How much How much learning, How much learning? teaching goes on? Because I know there are a lot of call, other callers. How much teaching really goes on to change your technique? If I dropped a pass, my coach would have us take laps, and we'd be standing there trying to catch the ball yeah. for, for a half hour. A lap, what are they a, doing the pros with that? <laughs> a lap is punishment, but that's not going to change your technique. In no, the, but in, in the pros, tech, they taught us technique. You're on the yeah. jugs. You got to be on the jugs. Go catch a hundred balls after practice on the jugs machine. Exactly. Or, right. go, or go run some extra routes with the third string quarterback. You got it. And, and, and catch you know fifty passes after practice to to get to get right. Anyway, thank you so much for the time, and you have a lovely and happy new year, you and your family. Thank you, you too, Harvey. Happy new year. Thanks for the call. Okay, this should be my last break of the night. Keith McPherson on the fan till 10 p.m. This is all I've got for 2022. Thank you for listening. I'll be right back. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Is this? I feel like there's a hundred people singing this. The orchestra. The, the orchestra. What did I say? Symphony. <laughs> yeah, it gets me every time. Gets me choked up when they play this. I gotta go buy some champagne for tomorrow. <laughs> Cheers to one hell of a year, 2022. WFAN. Keith McPherson on the fan. Blessed to be here and connect with you guys. Hopefully you had a good week in between Christmas heading into the new year and you're enjoying your Friday and hopefully you enjoyed the three hours, three and a half hours that I could connect with you. Let's get to the phones. I'm going to try and get to my last couple calls. Dom is down in Florida. What's up, Dom? You're on the fan. What's up, Keith? You know, hosting and trying to bring it home one more time for 2022. Yeah, I've been listening to you a while, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I did my first call. But, um, yeah, uh, it's been really nice listening to you, but let's get to the sports. Uh, what about the Knicks? Uh, they're falling apart. They're falling apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wanted to believe. I, I was speaking highly of them. I wanted them to keep winning and injuries hit. I mean, man, that Knicks game, uh, the Dallas game uh, a couple nights ago, I wasn't even watching to the end. I turned it on with, what, three minutes left, and all I saw was friggin', and I, it was looking good. There was nine. I, I walked <laughs> into the kitchen, and come back out, and we're in overtime. I was like, what the hell happened? And it was two <laughs> minutes minute left. I was hey, shocked. As a Knicks fan, uh, you, you've seen, you, you haven't seen <laughs> that, but you've seen similar collapses, and you kind of knew that one was coming. The, the stat for me was, I think they said, you know, teams that had been up Nine points with 30 seconds left were... Like two and two out thousand or something. 
13,884 and oh, like you don't you don't lose that game. That's a win. If you're up with nine points in 30 seconds, 13,884 games have ended with that team winning. That was the first time a team figured out how to lose. And, of course, it would be the New York Knicks. Yeah, and then we uh, had the Rangers, I think, that same night, right? They played the, the Capitals. They, they got blown lost out. In a sh- they, did they lose in a shootout to the Capitals that night? No, they lost, I think, well, not in a shutout. They lost to a shutout uh, last night. Uh, it was last, last night. night they lost to the Tampa Lightning Bay. in a shootout. Yeah. I don't know. The, yeah. the days are all rolling together. It's hard to know what day it is between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> but um, I also saw something with the Correa thing is that Cohen's and the Mets are trying to go in and get special clauses on the deal. Yep. I guess probably insurance clauses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be the richest guy in the world, but there's also another thing to be a businessman. I think Steve yeah. Cohen is a, a salesman, a businessman, and... He's just looking out for his investments. Yeah, he's got the money, but uh, at the same time, they got to protect themselves a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. I, I don't think that Carlos Correa signs for $315 million unless there's a bunch of clauses in that deal. Definitely. Uh, like you say, he's a businessman. He, can't, he wouldn't be where he is if he made this bad decision. But uh, let's get to the Giants. They have a... They have the big game winner in on Sunday, and I was saying this has to be the biggest game of Daniel Jones' career. You could say it was the Washington game, but this one's the biggest because this is when all the pressure is on. You have to win. You have to win at home against the struggling team. You know, you say the Giants are going to pummel them. You know, nothing's guaranteed, and you can't. All it takes is one bad snap. You got to just play smart. Yeah, the Giants haven't pummeled anyone. So, no, they haven't. So you, they have to show up. They can't walk into this game assuming that the Colts are going to lay down. It is the biggest game of Daniel Jones' career, not because of the stakes, not because of you know prime time like Sunday night football, but it's the biggest game of his career because it's him actually putting like an exclamation point on this season, a prove-it season, where he leads the Giants back to the playoffs, and he's going to do this in front of the home fans. A lot of these fans who weren't sure about him, and a lot of these fans, he's probably changed their mind. So he gets to put a stamp on this 2022 season on Sunday, and I think that's going to be good for him. Yeah, and I was saying uh, with the Jones, I was saying someone I saw, someone who I had a, a – one of my friends was talking about who had a better prove-it season, Lamar or Jones. And I said, you have to say, okay, you can't really – you can't really say who had a better one because both are making the playoffs. Now you got to wait and see what they do in the playoffs. But if we have to say off of longevity and who's played better throughout the season, I have to say Lamar is definitely a better player than Daniel Jones, but Jones has gotten the job done and has stayed quite healthy even though being a scrambler, you know? Lamar got hurt, and I'm glad you added being a scrambler because all of the running quarterbacks were hurt this year. Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields, it's just like it's tough to stay on the field when you're taking those hits. One yeah. thing about Daniel Jones, he stayed healthy. He fought through that ankle injury this year. He got on a flight to London with a hurt ankle. That guy's tough, and uh, he proved a lot this year. Thanks for the call, young Dom down in Florida. Man, shout out to you young boys that are always calling and always rocking with me. Appreciate the young Jedis. Appreciate the old Jedis and everybody at the fan, everyone that listens to the fan. It's been a great year. Keep it locked right here. Chris Moore is coming up next. We've got more conversation, more sports talk. It's 24-7. It keeps going. 
And it's a big weekend for the Jets and the Giants. The Knicks and Nets will get back on the court. Our hockey teams will keep rolling. The Devils get a big win 4-2 over the Penguins. It's the most wonderful time. Enjoy the new year. Be safe out there. And uh, it'll be a quick weekend. I'll be right back Monday. I'll catch you then. Thanks for listening. Sports Radio 101.9 FM.